You're listening to Legion of Substitute Podcasters, Episode 16, Superman and the Legion of Superheroes, Part 2. And welcome to episode 16. That's right. It's the Sweet 16 episode. <laughs> yeah, it just doesn't sound right at all, does it? I am no. Paul French, and uh, today I am homeboy. <laughs> see how? See how, see what I did there? Yeah. Um, mainly because I was away most of this past week, off to uh, San Francisco on business, and uh, and I'm, I'm glad yeah, to be back. Yeah, business. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> Who's next? Um, I am Darren Noel, and I am Ultra Clutch Kid, and that would be because I saw Hairspray this past week. Oh my nice. goodness. I was, I was on the fifth row, and there's this wonderful song with, between the male actor who plays Edna Turnblad and um, her husband, who's played by the, typically a skinny guy, uh-huh. and um, instead of saying the lines that he was supposed to say, the uh, husband says, Shalom Shabbat. Um, I think that's a Jewish phrase. I don't know what it means. I'm, I'm but it sure. caused Edna to crack up on stage <laughs> and say, funny, you don't look Jewish. <laughs> now, let, now let me set the rest of the scene up. He's holding her at her waist while she is bent over slightly. <laughs> and he says to her, well, you know, you can't always tell. <laughs> nice. And uh, five minutes of uninterrupted laughter from the audience, and they couldn't get through it because obviously this was an an ad lib from Hades, and it caused (laughs) them to crack up on stage. And she reached around and grabbed his butt and said, I can usually tell. (laughs) And I just was like, oh, my God. Anyway, it was fabulous. So the touring cast are very happy this week. Yay. Outstanding. And uh, I'm Matt Kramer, and this week I am Lost Lad, because I'm (laughs) very excited that Lost is back, and I have been lost from the last few episodes of the the subs, so it's good to be back. Awesome. Awesome. I I have a lost chubby right now. Seriously. Did you see those episodes? <laughs> I just oh, finished. Yes. We just finished watching them before I came upstairs uh, because uh, it was oh, it was kind of oh, like chores revealed. <laughs> yeah. Guess what? It's a genre show after all, kids. Seriously. No, it was just like I've waited. It, it, it was last Wednesday. I mean, come on. <laughs> yeah. I love. I'm. I'm loving Lost. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, but we can handle time travel. We're we're time travel experts here. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) This is this is nothing to us. We're like, oh, really? What a shocker! Okay, time Mm -hmm. travel. (laughs) Not nonlinear does not affect us. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Speaking of stuff that's on TV, of course, uh, week before last, we uh, we got to see the Legion on TV. Yay! What'd you guys think? Well, I could talk I about it, it, but then you're going to tell me I'm acting like a sub. So, <laughs> <laughs> it was a, that was a great line. I, I, I yeah. love the I love the references that 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 you know, and and I mean clearly that that stuff was all John's. Um, you know, little references like like to the subs. Um, you know, when they talk, when um, um, Garth Lightning Lad makes a reference to his sister. 
and um, uh, you know just all these all these little little tiny Easter eggs, but mm-hmm. uh, but you know nothing compared to just just seeing the, the flight rings on there, seeing them use them, um, and and just just little touches like, hey Cal, where's your cape? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I, I like the fact that they made Lightning Lad kind of the the fun of the Legion. You know? Definitely. Yeah, and they and and the the other thing was, and it and this is the you know it's a tried and true Jeff Johns tradition, right? Uh, is to put characters in and have them be the sort of the social barometer. They're the they're the representatives of the fans, and um, so when you've got Lightning Lad sitting there saying, "Well, it's really lame that he doesn't fly or wear a costume." <laughs> yeah, seriously. Yeah. <laughs> and I mean, I've been, I've been pretty, you know. Uh, lukewarm would would be putting it kindly on, on the show since probably around uh, around when they killed off Jonathan Ken actually, and so so I've been kind of just a good old boy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I mean I've been pretty down on it since then, but uh, uh, you know they've had the odd good episode, but but it really t- to me took a, a real sliding quality around that time and. Uh, and but I got to say this was uh, this was a solid episode. You know they it was great because it was one of those things where you could watch it as a one off. And yes, it was dealing mm-hmm. with plot lines that have been going on in the show all season, but they managed to sort of deal with that in a way that that you know the whole thing got explained to that casual viewer. And mm-hmm. uh, you know it, it's kind of like you know the, the best comic books are the ones where where it's like every issue could be someone's first. You could be knee deep in the middle of a story. But you still get enough information to kind of know what's going on. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Because I haven't watched Smallville since probably around the time of the when it uh, took a hiatus last year. I just never came back to it. Yeah. And I was able to follow what was going on. So, and I enjoyed it. I'm. Yeah. I was thinking about watching it this past week, but uh, <laughs> I didn't. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't either. I was like, okay, no Legion. <laughs> yeah, we're done. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I thought the uh, I thought I thought it it was it ended up being very well cast. I thought um, uh, the girl who played uh, Emra was just perfect. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Um, and you know, they, yeah, just overall, you know, well written episode, obviously. Um, but but they brought the whole thing together, and it was just it was kind of neat to see you know what evolved in in the episode, and and to see sort of you know because there were there were you know well I, I can we assume that most people who have seen who are listening to the show would have watched the episode? So, I would think so. I would think so. So just yeah. in case, spoiler warning. But you know it it did seem that the whole thing with the you know the Legion code where they where they were talking about you know we have to. We have to kill Chloe. Um, you know, it's kind of well. Hey, what about the Legion Code? And it was mm-hmm. neat to see that. You know, it's 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 like he knew that's where we were going to go with it, and it was. You oh, know, totally. You know, yeah. I, I, that's how I they knew they were going to resolve that in that in that forty minutes that had to be resolved. So yeah, yeah. It was, Josh it, wasn't going to let that dangle. So exactly. Yeah. No, I thought there were a lot of neat things, and <laughs> a lot of it really did tie into what's going on. In, you know, in uh, in the story that we're reviewing now, you know, in in Superman and the Legion of Superheroes, where we were dealing with that xenophobic future, and uh, and they actually touch on that, and I thought that was a really cool way right. of you know, because usually it's you know you'll see where the take Birthright for example, right, and that was an example of where they <laughs> you know they tried to smallvilleize uh, the Superman mythos. Yeah, so take it's Birthright, like... please take it. <laughs> 
<laughs> little, little bit of Henny Youngman there, Darren. <laughs> and um, yeah. but you know, when you look at something like that, where where it often happens, where they'll where they'll try and bring these things into. Uh, you know, match them up to the TV continuity, match them up to the movie continuity, whatever. And uh, and this was a neat way of him saying, screw that. Let the TV show match up to the comic book. And I thought that was kind of fun. Um, you know, and uh, but then, then it was just the idea of there being many more Legionnaires out there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he's got a ring now, so. Yeah. Anytime yeah. he needs to come to the future, he can. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, all sorts of good there. So, really enjoyed that. So, kudos to uh, to Mr. Johns for uh, for making it work. And, Definitely. you know, all the other people that were involved. But, let's face it, that story was all, <laughs> all our boy Jeff. Yeah. Yeah, it was. And it's his birthday today, too, as we record this. Is it really? At least, at least according to his Facebook page, it is. <laughs> no kidding. Yep. Well, yep. Happy birthday to Mr. Johns. Indeed. Happy birthday. Happy uh, birthday. We'll have to we'll have to uh, write on his wall. And uh, <laughs> I did. Aha, uh-huh, you're late. <laughs> did, did, did you did you tell him we're recording a show talking about his story? <laughs> no, I just said happy, happy. I, I I don't think we should drag him into our insanity just quite yet. <laughs> but I do have kind of interesting news. I'm actually going to MegaCon. Nice. Wow. Yeah, down in Orlando. You know who's going to be at MegaCon? Jorge Perez. <laughs> wow. Yeah. So I'm hoping to get a little talk time with Mr. Perez and see nice. what he thinks of what's going on with Legion of Three Worlds and such. Nice. Cool. Cool. So we'll see. We'll see. We'll we'll hope I can stalk him in the dealer's room or <laughs> he, you know, he's, pull a him and drag him into a closet or something. Last time I was at a convention that he was at, it was impo- it was impossible to get to him purely because he had like a million sketches to do. Um, yeah, he, you know, he was sketching for the Hero Initiative, and um, and yeah, his dance card was full at like nine o'clock that morning. <laughs> yeah, well, see, at, at DragonCon when he last showed up there, I ran into him in the dealer's room. He was just walking around, like, why aren't you at a desk? Why aren't you drawing? What's going on? Get back Uh, to work. It's a George Perez clone. What's going on here? And I said his name, and he looked around like he didn't know who I was talking about. I'm like, I know you. I've known you since I was a wee geek. So Exactly. He's going to be at Wizard Chicago this year, and I'm excited to. Nice. Excited to get the chance to meet him. For sure. For sure, yeah. I, you know, it's. Uh, I say that he was really busy and it was hard to get to him, but you know, he did. He did sign a book for me, and uh, and, and took the time to do that. You know, even with a uh, nice. just a just a stack. You know, I mean, the list yeah. was unbelievable. And he uh, is one of the nicest professionals at con. So totally, you know, totally. If he can make room for you, he definitely will. So. Yeah. yeah. Nice. Who else is at MegaCon, Darren? Is there anyone? Anyone else? Um. I think there's some other people there, but I, yeah. I'd have to pull up the, the list, and that always makes my Skype die. So. Oh, no, no, yeah, we don't want that. Uh, but that's I, I'll, I'll post the list to uh, our forum at. Cool. That would be at forum.legionofsubstitutepodcasters.com. There you go, Segway lad. There indeed, you go. indeed. <laughs> Actually, there's, there's been a great thread on there. Um, I, I think it was Caleb started this one about uh, what things we'd like to see roll over into the new series. And, you know, so if you could take sort of any little bits from past Legion continuity and, and bring them forward into uh, into the new ongoing series, what would they be? Good writing, good art. 
<laughs> Paying attention to continuity for a change. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, not, not let's see. What, what else do we want? What else do we want? Um, the computer major domo and uh, Chemical King. There. There. That's my list. Let's go. <laughs> see, I worked it in again. Ha. Huh? There you go. Whenever I, I, Darren mentions Chemical King, take a drink. <laughs> exactly. There we go. We have it right there. And nice. and then somehow it ended up turning into who was the mo- who was the <laughs> most endowed legionnaire, and I had nothing to do with that. That's the amazing. <laughs> you know what? That is the amazing part. Is that that came up and it, and you had nothing to do with it, so to speak. <laughs> Yes, so to speak, exactly. So, yeah. so uh, you I know, thought about responding to that, but I, then I th- said to myself, "There's nothing I can write here." <laughs> exactly, way out of context, well, as, or really, really dirty. So, as, as my friend Filthy McMonkey put it, um, it it's got to be Telus because that ain't a tale. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Thanks. <laughs> People. <laughs> and, and and Caleb, I'm going to apologize right there because you know we talk about the thread and we and we end up straight there, just kind of just like the thread did. <laughs> but it was yeah. just too funny, just too funny. All right, uh, shall we? Uh, shall we get into uh, into the story? Sure, we can get into the story. That's why we're here, right? Indeed. Are we actually getting to the story earlier than we normally do now? <laughs> People are tired of listening to us pontificate about everything else now. You know what? Okay. We, we actually are. Usually we're, we're a good 30 minutes in. <laughs> we're a good 30 we're, minutes uh, in. Well, we're just talking we're all fast. Tired. It's been a day, folks. It's been a day. Let's just, let's just do it because this is part three and four. Yeah. And this is Action Comics 860. And it, on my cover, it's got the Justice League standing there. Looking rather Hitlerian, I must say, with the uh, oh, yeah. Superman banners in the background and yeah. him, Earthman, holding the Earth. And it is called Lightning and Shadows. And, of course, Jeff Johns is our writer and Gary Frank is our penciler. And I do have to – I want to say this before we go further. Rob Lee, I believe is how I say his name, the letterer, um, when Col- Colossal Boy talks, mm-hmm. his letters are larger. Yeah. Oh, thank you. I noticed that. Thank you that. for that detail. Thank you for that. That, that is awesome. Awesome. So that's genius. Letterers don't get a lot of you know attention, so I'm going to give you some attention here, as I appreciated that a lot. Um, we <laughs> open at the scene of the that occurred in the last issue when Superman arrived in the future, and we have Spider Girl, Radiation Roy, Earth Man, Storm Boy, Golden Boy, and Tusker there. And Golden Boy's starting to whine already about you said <laughs> Superman would never come back here. Never. Never. And you turn the page and Earthman's trying to keep his team together, basically, by saying he won't. Earthman already knows he's here, so. Mm-hmm. And we get a little brief exposition about what the story's about, and it's basically about the fact that they have twisted Superman's origin to mean that he was actually from Earth and not from Krypton, and so that has that is fueling a lot of xenophobia on the planet and keeping the Legion from operating as it normally has been. And then he blows up their statues just for fun. <laughs> um, and, of course, Spider-Girl points out, well, Earth's sun is red now, so even if Superman's here, he is powerless. So now they now they hatch the plot to kill Superman. Mm. Yeah, it's always that easy, isn't it, supervillains? <laughs> Gosh, why didn't we and think so, of that? And Earthman says bringing Superman to our time is the Legion's last desperate move. And you know, I think he's kind of right about that. Mm-hmm. Brainy seemed kind of desperate when they brought him here. As soon as yeah. Kal-El is dead, his name and story forever belong to us. 
Mm. And we are given a wonderful little prison violence scene, reminiscent of Oz, actually. Yeah. <laughs> um, 736 and um, someone's being um, interrogated for some information about the underground and apparently it's a legionnaire and you don't know who it is until you see that little frosty breath come out of his uh, his <laughs> mouth and all he says to his interrogator is long live the legion and he gets another crack across the face for that and, and it looks like they're turning the dials up to 11 on dear polar boy hmm and then the warden is like, we have a code red, code red. They drop through the skies. Ah, turn the page. Wonderful splash <laughs> page of legionnaires kicking some arse. And you have Colossal Boy grabbing a science police officer and, and uh, making a couple others flee. And you've got Wildfire heating some people up. And you got Superman just using the regular fisticuffs because that's all he's got right now. And Dawnstar. And I have to apologize because I don't think any of us remembered to do Donnie's introduction when we met her in Lightning Saga. Mm. Dawnstar is actually a mutant um, from the Earth colony of um, Starhaven, and she is an Amerind, A-M-E-R-I-N-D, much (laughs) like American Indian. Mm -hmm. Get it? And she has the ability to track anyone anywhere, but mostly through space is where you will see her. Mm -hmm. Um, Her powers frequently are lessened on a planet for some reason. No one's ever explained that, but sure, I'll buy it. Um, Donnie can survive in space without the use of any other equipment, so she's very handy with that. And she's usually cruiser. She's always outside flying, leading the cruiser, and she is the fastest flyer in the Legion. She can go amazingly quick when she needs to. Um, Donnie was brought into the Legion from uh, in Wildfire's era, and then served a little bit at the Legion Academy to get some training, and then joined the team proper. And she served throughout. Um, the run, and one of her best stories is the Exile story mm-hmm. um, from Tales of the Legion of Superheroes. And then the five-year gap happens, and Donnie's changed a lot. Oh, yeah. And uh, we'll get to that. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, Dawnstar doesn't appear in the two-boot or the three-boot. That's um, true. She, she has a, um, a two-boot analog character named Shikari, Mm-hmm. That does what she does. Oh, right. That's true, yeah. Basically. But it's not Dawnstar. And in the three boot, she did appear in that imaginary issue episode. Mm-hmm. Um, but that, that's been it for her. So after, the, after Zero Hour, Dawnstar was placed on a shelf, basically. So mm-hmm. it's good that she's getting a lot of attention here. So. Cool. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> and we turn the page, and Donnie's following Brainy's trail. Wildfire blows, <laughs> blows up the wonderful little holding um, gate there with the three guys, and they go kaboom everywhere. <laughs> and then you see these aliens, and, and Gim is getting ready to uh, break them out of jail. Zero, uh, uh, who would be his wife, and he sees a Durlin, a Corrigan mother and child. That would be Sinestro's people. Mm-hmm. But she doesn't see, he doesn't see Brainy. And um, the aliens are mesmerized by Superman doing his thing, and Superman gets... Thwunched uh, across the head with a um, a power baton of some sort from the science police, and then it's pile on Superman. Superman manages to get them off them, but um, Superman is bleeding, something he doesn't do a lot. Mm-hmm. And the aliens don't believe he's Superman now because he doesn't bleed. Right. Um, they've tracked Brainy to a cell where Brainy very methodically <laughs> marked off his days in the cell <laughs> and has managed to somehow out of this cell teleport it home to Kolu. 
which would be um, Brainiac 5's home planet. And Wildfire says, great, the one planet more hostile than Earth. <laughs> mm. That's not good news, is it, folks? Not at all. And, and Superman says, well, you said there was another Legionnaire being held here, Dawnstar. Where's the, where, where are they? Is that correct English? I don't know. Um, <laughs> the warden is, or the interrogator is still giving Polar Boy a hard time. Using fire for some reason. Not that that's not going to hurt Polar Boy. He's equipped to handle fire. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, then the power goes out, and before the Legionnaires can even get in there, well, crackle, burr. I love that sound of that. Burr. Burr. <laughs> there is Nick Bannon, Homeworld Thar, our Polar Boy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yay for Polar Boy. He's back. Um, we met him in the subs, so he's already had his first appearance with us. Right. Let's just say eventually he leaves the subs and joins the Legion for real. We'll get to that later. <laughs> uh, Polar Boy has apparently flashed frozen everyone who was trying to kill him or hurt him or whatever. And he is missing part of an arm, <laughs> which, which can't be comfortable, but... He pulls the Bobby Drake card out and makes yeah. himself, you know, <laughs> an extension. Woo-hoo. And puts his Legion ring right on it. <laughs> and despite everything that he's obviously been through, he's still Mr. Perky Morale Officer, despite it all. Um, oh, yeah. He said he and Brainy had talked, but Brainy, Brainy had a plan, but they didn't get the, the details. He got basically thrown in here when they were trying to save some people. Um, and then they start walking and walking and walking, and then it starts getting darker. Are you scared of the dark, Drake? <laughs> and it's the two Legion Dark Ladies on the next page. That would be Shadow Lass, the blue-skinned beauty from Talok 8. Mm-hmm. In a return to her bikini outfit. <laughs> yes. If, if, if much of anything else. So this is making the guys very happy. <laughs> And that beehive again. Yeah, that... and I, I guess we should we should do Shady's um, yeah bullet. Um, Shadowlass joins um, the Legion during a Fatal Five um, appearance, where the <laughs> Fatal Five had taken over Talok Eight, and she was basically to help the Legionnaires get on Talok Eight, as it is a barbaric backwater planet, so to speak. And she um, proves her mettle in battle and joins the Legion basically on the run while they are um, fighting the Fatal Five. Mm-hmm. Um, she joins, and she has the power to cast darkness and see through darkness, obviously, which makes her pretty effective as a fighter. Um, she and Monel have been romantically linked after um, Shady realized Brainiac 5 and Superboy weren't interested. <laughs> And that's where that goes. And obviously, Night Girl, um, Lila Jathaka, we did her bullet on the Legion of <laughs> Substitute Heroes first appearance. Mm-hmm. So she and Breck are very close, obviously. And yeah. That's where that's from. And um, Shady basically leads the Legionnaires and the aliens that, um, to the underground, which is the new Legion clubhouse, which is an old Metropolis spaceport, looks like. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, just to point out the interlocking behind Shady there, long live the Legion. Long live the Legion, indeed. Long live the Legion. You would think that if, if Earthman could read, he'd know where they were. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And guys, maybe spray and paint you, and your, you... <laughs> your name on the wall isn't the best idea. It isn't the best idea, yeah. Well, you know. 
and they have they have some of the statues here that we we've seen previously in Legion history. There's actually on the left there's a statue of Wonder Woman, and there's there's um, Superman and Batman. Mm-hmm. So this this is like old Metropolis here, basically. It's like that Futurama episode where they go under New New York and it's <laughs> yes. old New York. Yes. Yeah. The the um little uh, space pods down here are actually a little bit rem- at least from the the one point of view here the one that's sort of in the uh, bottom right hand corner. Uh, it reminds it looks very much like the uh, the owl ship from uh, from Watchmen. Oh yeah. Yeah, a little bit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Some kind of tribute. Exactly. I'm basically Shady's explaining that. The Legion's job now has been to get the aliens off Earth so that they can avoid prosecution. This is kind of basically either an underground railroad mm-hmm. or um, an Anne Frank's attic situation yeah. <laughs> for Earth at this point. You could look at it either way. Absolutely. Um, so the one cute exchange here is um, where Polar Boy says we weren't exactly uh, making snow cones and telling ghost stories. And Night Girl says, it's nice to see they didn't take your sense of humor. And Polar Boy shoots back, sense of humor wasn't in my arm. Oh, that's an awesome line. That, that, that's a, that, that is one of those man-up comments. It's like, okay, I lost my arm. Fine, I'm over. A little bit. It's fine. I, I find him trying to coach Sun Boy kind of you know, appropriate. Well, and, that, and it's like, just that's, – that's... Come on. Come on. Let's get over it. Yeah. yeah. I mean this is, this is Polar Boy to a T, right? It's, uh, it's all about the uh... – um, you know the his optimism, and and that yep. line just really shows it. <laughs> yep. And then we see another couple of legionnaires, who are a couple. <laughs> you see Lightning Lass, who is the twin sister of Lightning Lad. That's Ayla Rands, mm-hmm. and Timberwolf, who is Bryn Londo. And we'll we'll get to both of them pretty soon in our retro reviews. So yeah. we don't find out a lot about them here. So we're we're just gonna move on and <laughs> just enjoy them because they. They have a long story together. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then we find out a little bit of exposition about what happened to the rest of the Legionnaires. And um, Timberwolf says, Earthman and his crew banished Monel back to the Phantom Zone. Well, we know that's true. Spider-Girl traded White Witch to Mordru in exchange for his staying off of Earth. And we know that's true. Yes. <laughs> and Chameleon Boy went back home to Durla to help quell the riots. The rest we don't really know. And we know that uh, Chameleon Girl and Colossal Boy eventually go to Durla to look for Cam and can't find him. Yeah. So I'm smelling Legion Espionage Squad at work here. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, no, definitely. Yeah, Timberwolf says, Lightning Last and I made it here after her brother left. The founders went searching for Kryptonite, proof that Krypton it might be something to start swaying public opinion back our way. Of course, bringing Superman here, we've got the real deal. And Sorry, then we, we lost you for a second there, Darren. And, oh, uh, did you? Yeah, so it was proof that, that Krypton existed. Yeah, proof that Krypton existed. Right. And then uh, Wildfire and Timberwolf kind of get into it. This is their normal mm-hmm. alpha male smackdown exchange. <laughs> I love Timberwolf saying, are you still in a bad mood because Dawnstar wants to play Find the Battery anymore? That's, that's <laughs> tacky. Snap. That's tacky, uh-huh. Brent. But... Mind your own business, Fido. Yeah, exactly. That was lightning last handle all that hair. Jesus. Um, <laughs> get the nair. Get the nair, quick. Um, and then we find out something that happened to the sub. Um, Night Girl says the rest of the subs went deep under after the Just League put double header in the ground. Poor double header. Mm. Poor double header. <laughs> double header was a Legion applicant who basically had the ability to eventually split into two people. 
very slowly. Very slowly. <laughs> and when you see him, he just has two faces on one head. <laughs> and eventually he winds up having the two heads but one body. Oh. <laughs> uh, yeah. Legion auxiliary Legion substitute auxiliary for you, doubleheader. Oh my. <laughs> and my girl says, Well, the rest of the subs are planning retaliation. They're not hiding. So they're the subs are gonna do something stupid eventually. <laughs> and we'll see that later. Oh yeah. <laughs> Lightning Glass is programming the Stargate um, to get them to Kolu to find Brainy. Um, and then um, we find out that, well, oops, Saturn Girl's telepathy is a very valuable tool. <laughs> and the Legion has been found by the Justice League, and Earthman gives Shadow Lass a lightning bolt to the chest. Yow, that's got to sting. And her hair has got to be frizzed for days after that, you know? <laughs> But she manages to get a shadow boost into into Night Girl, and so Night Girl starts trying to crack open Radiation Roy. <laughs> Lightning Lass takes out her aggression on Spider Girl, and meanwhile, Dawnstar is is trying to get Superman to safety, I think. And then Timberwolf is trying to get all of them away because they've got to still find Brainiac Five, and they need to get out of here. So it's up to the th the other Legionnaires to basically stall while they do that. And I'm kind of wondering what Dawnstar's role in the Legion is at this point because Timberwolf addresses her as Chief Wahoo. <laughs> I don't I don't know if she's a Legion leader at this point. Or if she's a deputy at or this if, point. Or if that's just some sort of uh Or if that's just some kind of snide Bryn remark. I don't know. <laughs> but Dawnstar's definitely been taking point in, in the team that's been doing all the running around here, so yeah. it could be either way. So they finally get um, Superman into the uh, little pod there, and uh, <laughs> Timberwolf gives Tusker a tattoo, <laughs> uh, a la a certain Marvel character. Anyway, uh. <laughs> <laughs> and Storm Boy gets upset that the bullies are leaving, and so he blasts their ship because it's not fair. Um, <laughs> God help me. Um. The Legion land on Kolu and gets everyone's attention because nothing ever happens on Kolu. <laughs> They're just sitting there. They're, it's one big planet of accountants. Um, <laughs> and so the, the Koluans basically are trying to download Superman's knowledge, and that, that can't feel good as it pours into your skull. <laughs> and at the end, you see Superman wake up and he is in some kind of block holding cell type of thing and he sees a very familiar legionnaire there he says, I am Brainiac 5 the undisputed leader of the intelligence collection of Kolu, you and your small minded companions have interrupted the information flow, for that crime and the crime of being tainted by humans, you are to be terminated wow <laughs> and as a long time legion fan, you have to wonder if Brainy's gone insane again <laughs> it wouldn't be the first yeah, it probably won't be the last. Nope, not at all. <laughs> uh, not at all. And that brings us to the end of 860. Yeah. All right. And moving right into 861. And guys, I'm just going to point out, we, we, we do seem to be having a little bit of a, 
of a bandwidth issue. So uh, or are we? I'll, I'll catch you as 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 something gets kind of weird sounding, just to make sure that that we cover it for because uh, you know I, I got to remember that I, I've got it in the book right in front of me, so I know what you're saying, but uh, others might not be following along. So just to make sure, I'll I'll let you know if anything like that comes up. All right, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, let's. 861. Uh, the cover I have here is Superman getting prodded in the head by various Kaluans. And the issue starts out uh, w with uh, shots of Brawl, Titan, and Wynneth, where we learn that the Earth has officially seceded from the United Planets, and the Justice League is condemning the Legion and all other aliens. And on Titan, they are saying that they've come to expect a certain level of distrust, but, but uh, questioning Superman's heritage is pushing it over the line a little bit. And on Winneth, we learn that Earth's government has now begun incarcerating all aliens that haven't fed the, fled the planet yet. They can't allow this continue to continue. So as soon as Kolu discover, delivers their strike plans, uh, the UP is going to war. Mm -hmm. Just one, one thing about the Titan panel. Mm -hmm. It's obvious where Saturn Girl got her bikini from now. Yes. <laughs> yes, it is. Yeah. I see something that like resembles like a, a, a Laurel Kent costume. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> you know, whatever. Oh. Hollywood has a Titan shop. Who knew? <laughs> and, the, uh, and the one girl with the like spots on her shoulder kind of reminds me of uh, Dex from Deep Space Nine. Yes, exactly. Uh, uh. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but uh, now we find uh, the Legionnaires, where we left them last issue, imprisoned by uh, Brainy on Kolu and Superman. He is astonished. He's saying, Terminate us. You sent the time sphere for me. You asked me to come to the 31st century to help the Legion. And Brainy says, it's too late to help the Legion and Superman, far too late. And if we notice in Brainy's hand, he is holding the lightning rod. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Wonder what he's been doing with that. <laughs> uh, and, well, now we get... <laughs> uh, okay. Go. Oh... <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, and uh, you turn the page and uh, find Superman and Brainy doing a little more talking. Superman is uh, accusing Brainy of being brainwashed. And he says, no one could brainwash me, Superman. And he says that his fellow Kaluans helped him come to terms with an inconvenience incontrovertible fact humans are little more than emotionally volatile animals and stupid ones at that most refuse to accept the legion's story about your origins but enough did and more and are converted to their idiotic tribe every day and poor superman just looks heartbroken in the shot and he says but you had some kind of plan and, and probably one of my my favorite panel 
series of panels in this storyline you see brainy just scrunching his face up saying well i was i was i was wrong which is something we've never hear brainy say this is true who would ever have thought that brainy would be channeling the fawns <laughs> yeah yeah seriously what's up with that <laughs> i was <wrong. laughs> <laughs> you know, right, we've we've, we've talked about a motorcycle and, and some jet skis for the shark scene. That'd be wonderful. He's got the leather jacket. Exactly. That's true. We, we've, we've talked about how sometimes Gary Frank's eyes can be pretty wonky, but I think this this page alone is just a, a great example of when when they when he does them well. They tell a whole story right there. Mm-hmm. It's like you said. You can see. You know. You can see. Um, the, in in the fourth panel, you can see the disdain that the brainy has for uh, for everyone, um, and it really is for everyone. <laughs> yeah, yeah um, and, it's and, for everyone. And you can you can you can read the uh, the the distress on Superman's face, and then just I mean the whole thing gets told with the eyes there. It's really it's really quite amazing. So, mm-hmm. yeah. So I mean, I, you know, I know we've we've talked about them being wonky from time to time, and they often are. But but here's a case where he's done it really well. Definitely, yeah. definitely. Oh, uh, well, uh, then Brainy is explaining to Superman what the problem is. He says, from Kolu's perspective, the logical solution to ensure peace throughout the universe is not to rescue your name, it is to eliminate the source of the strife, Earth. And <laughs> for Superman, is it you? Eliminate Earth. You're not thinking right. He's like, I'm always thinking right. This discussion has no further value. And <laughs> dismissed. <basically>, yeah, <laughs> puts the muzzle on him. And the, <laughs> then it's he very tells, Tron. Kolu is very Tron-like, it, isn't it? It really yeah. is. I mean, just even even the way that that because that's exactly what comes to mind is you know when they would de-res in Tron. In this case, it kind of brings out this very blocky pixel, uh, pixel like. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's kind of neat. <laughs> yeah, I hadn't even thought of that. But then again, I probably haven't seen Tron in twenty years. Exactly. Well, they're making a sequel, you know. It's true. It's true. <laughs> Which will probably look just as dated as the original once it's <laughs> out. So. Yeah. <laughs> oh, the- Brainy sends the robot Brainiacs away. He says, return to the strike strike plan calculations. I will terminate my former associates myself. He says, they say, yes, master, and leave the building. And then Brainy says, I only have one more thing to say to you, Superman. What the hell took you guys so long? As yeah, seriously. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and this is, chapter is called Chameleons, we find out. Mm, interesting. And <laughs> Superman is just kind of shocked by this. And <laughs> Gim in the background's brainy. What are you doing? <laughs> it's called play, playing dumb, Colossal Boy. Dream Girl was fond of it when we were kids, if you recall. She didn't want to intimidate Starboy back when we were dating. The moronic things people do, th- do for love. <laughs> then, <laughs> uh, he, Indeed. <laughs> and he waves the lightning rod in the air and says, release them. As we get a little bit of crackle. 
from it. So who knows what's going on with this lightning rod. And <laughs> Polar Boy is confused. He says, wait a sec. Brainy is the horrific ruler of Kolu that everyone's been talking about. The one who's been threatening Earth. <laughs> and then <laughs> in kind of a... <laughs> condescending pose imagine that from brainy yeah, exactly. <laughs> indeed <laughs> unfreeze your brain polar boy i'm the one that's been saving earth and he says that when he escaped the internment camp cosmic boy and he discovered that the up was preparing to launch an ass assault on earth and he it was going to start as soon as Kolu uh, formulated the strike plans. And so he decided that he was going to return to Kolu to kind of throw a – do some sabotage. And in order to do so, he needed to become dictator. <laughs> and he rules with an iron fist. And it turns out that he's a pretty good dictator. <laughs> Wildfire says, uh. go figure. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then we turn the page and uh, they want to get Superman out in some yellow sunlight but then we learn that uh, Kolu's sun has turned red along with 75% of the suns within the United Planet's solar system and Superman says what? How is that possible? And Brainiac responds, someone's evidently doing it on purpose. <laughs> then Wildfire says, you should have warned Cal about Earth's red sun before your green butt dragged him here. And <laughs> Brainiac gets a little annoyed and says, I was attempting to when I sent him the time sphere. And he says that the coordinates and other things were damaged in the uh, time stream. And Superman arrived months later than he should have and well <laughs> he said then superman is still confused he says you needed me here to help you had a plan and, he, and brainiac says i do and the odds of it actually succeeding have just improved you're here and i have someone else on the inside of the justice league satellite doing recon and superman says one of the league and brainy says no one of us. Mm. Uh, then we go back to the Human Cultural Center where they are saying, long live humans, as mm. there's kind of a field trip going on. And we see uh, the Justice League with um, leading <laughs> the, the uh, students on a field trip. And we see the captured Legionnaires, uh, Shadow Lass, White Lass, and uh, Timberwolf. And I just noticed uh, something that's kind of interesting. And if we see the uh, the kid next to Spider Girl, yeah, the kid's wearing a Spider Girl shirt. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Wow. <laughs> so she's got her own little little <laughs> fandom. <laughs> <laughs> Go Spider Girl. <laughs> uh, yeah. And this girl is saying, My uncle says the Legion saved Earth a 
bazillion times. And he still says Superman came from the planet Krypton. Daddy doesn't let my uncle come over anymore. Spread <laughs> girl says, your daddy is a very good man. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. There's a little social commentary. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we see Radiation Roy and a little kid. The kid saying, aliens are scary. And he says, sometimes they scare me too. Which is kind of kind of strange, uh, given what we'll see in a few pages from from old Roy there. <laughs> and uh, now the teacher is saying that the kids have to go. The buses are here tomorrow. They'll be teaching about Superman's human friends, Batman and the Flash, and she'll tell the tale of the first alien invader to ever infiltrate the human race. The monstrous Martian Manhunter. (laughs) And then we've got the League reconvening. And they, and uh, Storm Boy is whining. I should have had him. Superman was right there. I (laughs) said, I hope you're not entertaining the idea of following Superman to Kolu, Earth Man. And he says that he has learned that Brainiac 5 is posing as Kolu's leader, yet still acting in the interests of the Legionnaires, and he's going to anonymously tip off yeah. the Kolulans about that. One eight hundred get Kolu. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and the teachers, oh, they'll kill him. They'll kill Superman and the other Legionnaires, and the future will truly belong to the Justice. And then we learn the true identity ew, of the teacher. <laughs> yeah. Splack, uh, splack, splack. Yeah. Eyes in, oh. oh, you know, we always knew that teachers had eyes in the back of their head, but, you know, to actually exactly. see it is a whole other thing. Whole other thing. Yeah. This is Eiffel yeah. Ethel, people. <laughs> no wonder uh, she hates the Legion so much. Yeah. She, she yeah. was rejected, too. <laughs> the ability oh. to grow eyeballs anywhere. Yeah. Yeah. And the eyeballs have been popping out in the back of her head. And Tusker says, what is it? And she says, I thought I saw uh, nothing, baby. I guess it was nothing. And then Earthman walks out and says, it's time for the next stage in our crusade. Find and execute every, every extraterrestrial still on Earth, along with humans. As he yeah, walks he's looking out. more Captain Nazi every minute, isn't he? Oh, Absolutely. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> and as everyone's chanting, long live humans, <laughs> a plant sprouts a, fra- a face and says, Grife. <laughs> <laughs> and next, uh, we f- see uh, someone walking past a door where we find a lawyer talking to golden boy and you know turns out his mother wants a gift and you wouldn't deny the woman who gave birth to you to you and escape from the dreary winter days of london would you and (laughs) golden boy just reaches out and touches the lawyer and says oh there's a price for everything mr marshall inter including interrupting my afternoon again my mother not to spend it all in one place. Now, if there isn't anything else, I'd like to be polished. <laughs> uh-huh. I'll bet he would. 
You have to wonder why he just never uh, did that to his mom to stop the yeah. parade of creditors and beggars and lawyers. But it's an effective message, isn't it? Yeah. I, yeah. Lo I love his quarters. He has the picture of himself in his little oh, yeah. <laughs> smoking jacket and <laughs> old finger. Da, da, yes. da. Exactly. Oh. And now, yeah. uh, Storm Boy, he's sulking off again, saying, I need an operation. And, well, <laughs> yikes. Mm hmm. And they say, uh, the doctors tell him that they've already done 75 uh, surgical procedures. And he's whining, saying he would have incinerated the Legion if um, he had more power. And the, they say that the generators in his body are occupying over 50% of his chest cavity. And to expand them any further, we'd have to remove your heart. He grabs the doctor and shakes him and says, remove my brain if you have to, doctor. But, but in the name of Superman, do it. And <laughs> I think it might be a little late on the removing of the brain. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. He needs a head shrinker, not a, <laughs> not another <laughs> scar. Yeah. And they tell him that they can't uh, administer anesthesia because it might risk damaging the weather control systems and he says i'm very aware of that by now he says when he was a kid he was he dreamed to be a legionnaire but they rejected him because he didn't have natural powers they don't they don't want want to know what that does to a kid as the doctor saying scalpel please <laughs> they just don't know as he has I th a i think we're finding out what it does to a kid at least a kid who's very oh, yeah. balanced. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we thought Superboy was a Superboy Prime was a bit of a whiner. This <laughs> Stormboy's giving him a run for his money. <laughs> that seems to be a favorite character archetype for uh, for Johns these days. He likes to add the whiner in there. So the whiner. You, know, you know, this is someone who's going to be like, but they should have got him. Why didn't they just get them? And uh, exactly. and then and then Star then Stormboy's like, well, we should have got him. Why didn't we just get him? <laughs> Maybe they'll exactly. get to a whine off in Legion of Three Worlds and we get to have a big laugh. <laughs> oh, oh. Uh, turn the page, and now we've got Spider Girl and uh, Roy, Radiation Roy, looking out over the Earth. And uh, Spider Girl's commenting how it was never this grand when they were with the other Legionists supervillains and now not not only are superman's fanboys and girls shunned and despised by earth those children actually love us and roy is putting his hands on her shoulder and says yes she says watch your hands roy i've made it clear several times i only give my body to earth man now and then he's just he's kind of begging a little bit and says just one little <laughs> a lot bit, yeah <laughs> uh, and he wants just once for old time's sake, please. And then we get a little bit of, it looks like it's going to be some sympathy coming out from Spider Girl. She says, oh, Roy, not with that face. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Poor Roy. Yeah. Uh. Faces. Yeah. There's a reason he, there's a reason he wears <laughs> the, uh, the tin can. Oh, yeah. yeah. His he, whole he's... face is a giant tumor now. Yeah. <laughs> 
pretty pretty mm-hmm. much. Yeah, that's that's attractive, isn't it? And that obviously there <laughs> are some side effects to being a living radiation isotope, and that would be it. Yeah. 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 And now we've uh, turned the page again, and <laughs> we've got Earthman in the uh, hall of the captured Legionnaires, and <laughs> I thought it was a nice touch that they next to their. Uh, they're kind of coffins. They, they've got their names and their powers listed, but they're just too small for me to read. <laughs> and, and they're from a different angle. I, I love that exactly. they added that in. It's like, well, it's the first time we're seeing the characters in this issue, so let's uh, let's put them in there. But it's the, uh, you know, we see that sort of pop up, and then you start thinking, it's like they walk around with those things. <laughs> yeah, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, but it, it, um, it's really amusing that the bottom of their. Uh... Their cages are the S shield. Totally. I love that. Yeah, I love fair. that as a touch. Uh, and they've got <laughs> and extra there are three room. vacant spaces. Yep. yep. Mm. Uh, and at the at the head, they've got the founders alone. And on the left hand side is legionnaires we'd previously seen in this storyline. Yep. And on the right hand, people we hadn't seen, like um, Invisible Kid number two. Phantom Girl, Ultra Boy, Shrinking Violet, and Black. Right, and we, they were they were they showed up only they were in the cells in the first issue, and right because uh, we don't were, know how they got captured. They just got captured, but they were the espionage squad getting captured. Yeah, yeah. right. Uh, and <laughs> we've got uh, Earthman absorbing all the Legionnaires' powers, and he says, "I don't need you anymore, Legionnaires. I am you, all of you." A one-man legion, and then he rips a new uh, accessory out of a locker and says, an Earth's greatest hero. He's got a cape with Earth on it, (laughs) and he's going to rid Earth of all aliens tonight. And then, who knows, maybe I'll take a crusade to the stars. Then he gets interrupted by Spider-Girl. And we don't know what's going on. And then he leaves and a bit of machinery turns into um, Chameleon Girl. And then she sees a kind of a glowing door, which kind of looks like the X-Men symbol. <laughs> it does, <laughs> yes. And she walks in there. And sees the reason for the uh, rose-tinted world. <laughs> we see Sun Boy in the middle of a giant like reactor thing, eh? probably turning all the suns red. Yeah. And, this is, uh, and uh, she reports that a Brainiac was right. Sunboy has been imprisoned in some kind of solar engine and he's being broadcast into the sun and she's going to attempt to shut it down but uh, turns out that Earthman had heard her thoughts before she transmuted and he caught her and says "Eh, you're not really a little girl are you you're not human at all and we find out that this is the missing chameleon girl. <laughs> and he says, tell me, does your husband know where you've been spending your nights? 
Oh, baby. <laughs> well, now. And we'll, we'll do we'll do Yura's bullet later. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. We don't want to ruin that yeah. story. No, we don't. Uh, Moving on. Moving on. <laughs> uh, simultaneously on uh, Kolu, we've got uh, Gim slamming Brainiac 5 up against the wall. My wife, you put my wife behind Emily enemy lines and we also noticed what uh darren had pointed out earlier with the larger yes lettering yeah and <laughs> brainiac said she volunteered <laughs> and <laughs> and the dawn star pleading for colossal boy to let him go <laughs> and he says if those rejects hurt you a legion code be damned i'll kill them and now we've got Polar boy saying, well, "No matter what happens, we have, we have to abide by Legion clo- Legion code. That's a slap in the face for everything Superman stands for. If they don't, and <laughs> Colossal Boy says he's tired. I'm tired of Brainy's plans. And <laughs> Dawnstar says they always take time to unfold. And <laughs> Wildfire, I'm with Big Boy right now, Donnie. <laughs> There's oh. a shocker. <laughs> yeah, exactly." <laughs> Which, yeah, Brainiac 5 says, I'm in shock. When aren't you piggybacking on someone else's thoughts, Wildfire? Oh, snap. <laughs> Ooh, yeah. Oh, no, you didn't. Oh, no, you didn't. <laughs> Which, can I just take an aside here? Yeah, yeah. I, I, yeah. I, I was joking around with people at, at, at the office the other day about what um, a certain governor of Alaska's um, new campaign slogan will be in 2012. <laughs> and it's going to be a response from Yes We Can to No He Didn't. <laughs> so, but uh, oh, that's just nice. me being silly. So moving on. <laughs> oh, that, that's nice. And, if she uh, borrows that and doesn't pay me, I'm going to sue her into infinity. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Oh, yeah. Now we've got uh, Wildfire saying, You shut up. You chucked us into the past to perform some kind of experiment with that lightning rod. We lost Karate Kid. We lost Starboy. You haven't done a damn thing with your glow stick. <laughs> and Colossal Boy says, I can think of something to do, Drake. Me too. <laughs> fabulous. It'll be fabulous. Don't worry about it. Just just lie back and think of Kolu. It'll be fine. <laughs> yeah, well, one thing that is important about what Wildfire says is here, he doesn't mention Triplicate Girl. Exactly. Yeah. And yeah, who knows? Who knows what's going on with with the Karate Kid and Triplicate Girl that we saw in Countdown? Well, we we don't. We're just looking for all the clues so we can put them together. Yeah, <laughs> trying to make it make sense. Exactly. <laughs> Seems like Jeff Johns is doing one thing and Jim Shooter is doing another. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> best best left at that. <laughs> yes. 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 It is. Uh. Superman kind of breaks up the fight and says, "We've been friends for a long, long time, and right now the rest of us need our the rest of our friends need us. Your wife needs us, Gim. Earth and the United Planets need us. Brainy's plans m- might never go as smooth as we might hope, but I trust him." And Dawnstar says, "We should listen to Cal. Every path I sense home leads to Brainy." And Brainy, he's kind of. Uh, Looking apologetic, and he says, I would never put your wife in a dangerous situation, not unless I knew she could handle herself as well as any legionnaire. And, and then, she can. She's proven. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. 
And then he, <clears throat> Brainy gets his his flight ring back and uh, sa- says that I give you all the information you need and I send you home. And he says that he's not coming home because he still has to delay the uh, battle plans for being made. And <laughs> then we've got... Uh, Wildfire saying, what are you smiling about, the polar boy? Who responds, you saw how Superman handled that. Still takes everything I've got not to ask for his autograph. Breck, you're still such a sub. So you got to figure, maybe he was writing this around the same time he was doing his first draft on the uh, exactly. Smallville. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's like, oh, that was a good Such bet. a sub. That's I a good line. We're going to use that again. Yes, indeed. Definitely similar. Yeah. Yeah. One thing I really like here, and I've noticed this sort of throughout the story, is that all the tech looks very retro. And, yeah. and obviously part of that is because of the uh, the sort of UP depression and all that kind of stuff. But but it, it's kind of a neat touch that kind of touches on the fact that, of course, we were reading of stories from in, in the 50s and 60s that took place in the 30th century. Mm-hmm. And of course, the technology, um, you know, was was, you know, kind of uh, misguided because they had no idea of what was going to happen over the next 50 years, let alone the next thousand and fifty years. And so I kind of mm-hmm. like that touch here. Yeah, really. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I've got to say, I'm liking uh, Gary Frank's redesign on these Legionnaires outfits for the most oh, part. Oh, yeah. Especially Polar Boy. I like his a lot. Absolutely. And I love that a lot of them have sort of a pay homage to some of the old costumes. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, now we've got like Wildfire's costume is, you know, we see his energy form, but it's still, you know, it still ha- bears resemblance to his old costume. Timberwolf's mm-hmm. costume looks virtually like the one we're going to see when we when we see him in the first story. <laughs> And, uh, you know, I I love these little touches where it's like it it pays homage to different eras of the Legion and some of them are very new. And, you know, there's a new aspect to a lot of them, but there's still that connection with the with the past. And I think that sort of speaks a lot to what Johns is doing with the Legion overall is the idea that, um, you know, it is it is, you know, very much in in tribute to what's been before. But there's, there's still something new to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally, definitely. totally, totally, totally. Hmm. Woohoo! <laughs> oh, and now we've got a little more exposition about the lightning rod. And Superman says that you never did clue us on what's happening. And Brainy says this universe is missing a key figure to activate it. Dream Girl's last vision before she returned to Naltor told me it had to wait until the crisis of the 31st century begins. So, mm. hmm. and oh, who knows what that key figure missing from the universe is? Uh, mm. Anyone read for the people I reading think Final that would Crisis? Be, uh, yeah, a Legion of Three Worlds <laughs> moment right there. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, then they are quite rudely interrupted by <laughs> a group of Kaluans and the Brainiac robots, saying that uh, Brainiac Five is a traitor to Kolu. And the United Planets, and he will be terminated along with the rest of the prisoners. And then the Legionnaires quick uh, fight everyone off. And <laughs> Brainiac 5 says, damn it, I don't, I need to rethink this. And Dawnstar says, why? 
And then we find out that without Brainiac 5 here to slow down the progress, uh, the Kaloons will finish the strike plans in less than four hours, which means in four hours, the universe goes to war. Yep. And coming up. And next, one, one more Revenge quick thing. of the Rejects. Okay. <laughs> one more quick thing about Dream Girl. Brainy says Dream Girl went to Naltor. Mm-hmm. But we know that she's not there right now. Right. <clears throat> That's right. So That's right. Where is Dreamy? Mm. Mm. I'm guessing with Cam and Element Lad somewhere. Yeah. And and maybe Chemical King. And maybe Chemical <laughs> King. Now now wait, when I say it, it doesn't mean you have to take a drink, folks. <laughs> uh, did you say Chemical King? What? <laughs> and uh. and you know, it, just in case we haven't mentioned him in an in in an episode, you know, you know who I'm talking about. I'm talking about Tyrock. Oh, yeah, you are. <laughs> Damn right. <laughs> oh, that Tyrock is a bad mother. <laughs> Shut your mouth. <laughs> oh, I oh. love Tyrock. We're going to exactly. get into trouble about Tyrock, aren't we? <laughs> one day, one day, perhaps. But in the meantime, speaking Indeed. of trouble, it is time to oh, stump God, no. the subs. <laughs> oh. <laughs> All oh, right. Yeah. Uh, and uh, received uh, last actually last week just as we uh, at the end of recording the the ep- this uh, the first episode of this uh, storyline, we have a question from Matthew Elmsley, Matthew E on our forums and uh, scared of Matthew. the forums which are at uh, forum.legionofsubstitutepodcasters.com. and of course oh, Matthew boy. is uh, is the uh, the creator and writer of the Legion Abstract and that can be found. <laughs> at legionabstract.blogspot.com. And yeah, I'd say if there's anyone who's going to really be able to, uh, you, you know, Matthew's got some some mad, crazy Legion skills, you know, just yes, reading some does. of the things. He yes, actually had does. a really interesting um, article, it was a few weeks ago, uh, that he had about um, uh, Computo, the Daniel uh, uh, Daniel Fockhart uh, Computo. And it's uh, it was really neat and uh, and something that, that really sort of hit home with when they really make the story about technology, it, that's when they falter. Uh, it's you know it's when they when they make it about the people that it really goes well. and it, it's it's a great article. And I highly recommend it. and actually I re- recommend anything on the Legion abstract. It's yeah. been uh, it's been of invaluable use to us in uh, in in researching for the show. Yeah, we need to have him on sometime. We we yeah, we've talked about it, and uh, and one of the things we were talking about was sort of in in, in the new year. So uh, so Matthew, we'll we'll get in touch, and we'll uh, we'll see yeah. when we can work that yeah. out. In twenty ten, that'll be the new year now. <laughs> so you see how we can procrastinate things. <laughs> yeah, we'll get we'll get him on for one of the retro reviews because I think he'll have a lot of fun with that. So yeah. anyway, um, either that or the next um, um, Legion of Three Worlds. You you pick, Matthew. Drop me drop me a line. Okay, so original Legion question. In original le- yeah. le- in re- original Legion continuity, including the John's retro boot and the five year gap plus five years later material. Wow. Okay. The Legion Yeah. The Legion of Substitute Heroes had about twenty members in all during their history. Almost mm. all of them were also, at some point, Legionnaires. Who were the only two members of the subs never to be Legionnaires? Aha. Uh-huh. I know one of them. Uh, uh, would that be Karate Kid number two? No, I no. think you or... became a member in the five-year gap. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, that's uh, right. No, it's not KK2. That's the... um, well, let's go down the list of Legionnaires who are substitutes. That seems, and we can we can eliminate uh, Polar Boy, not one. He mm-hmm. became a Legionnaire. 
Night Girl's a Legionnaire. In the five-year gap, I know Fire Lad became a Legionnaire. Mm-hmm. Stone Boy became a Legionnaire. <laughs> Not Stoned Boy, Stone Boy. <laughs> Stone Boy was like, wow, man. Wow, a, man, y'all head- are flying. Whoa. Um, anyway, um, that headquarters <laughs> is like an upside-down rocket, dude. I know, it's amazing. Um, um, Infectious Last became a Legionnaire. <laughs> um, I'm guessing Porcupine Pete did as well. Ooh, do 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 do. Was it Antenna Lad? Was he a, a full I sub, or, or was he a reserve? Well, there are two. There are two, right? Who yep. never became real Legion members. That's that's correct. And I'm I'm thinking the five year gap is where we're going to lose this one. Um. <laughs> Because a lot of the subs became legionnaires. Yeah, exactly. At that point, so, oh, jeez. Oh, yes, we need to come up with an answer, don't we? Um, ooh, do, 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 do. Only two of them became, did not ever become legionnaires. Um, let's go. Let's go with Antenna Boy and Visit Lad. That is incorrect. Uh, what a shocker. The fir- um, one of them is Rainbow Girl, who is a sub in the retro boot. Ah. And we'll, we'll, we'll see her shortly. Oh, Rainbow Girl. And, oh my God, I can't believe you didn't get Comet Queen. Oh, yeah. Did she get killed in the five-year gap? She, I, I don't know. I don't think they ever mentioned her again. She was a sub no. in uh, in uh, the. She was the, a sub, yeah. Remember in the yeah. that in when Cosmic <clears throat> Boy started up the new subs. In, I thought uh, she yeah. might have been at the uh, the Legion Academy in a in a back panel, but uh, now that I think about, it, I think I'm confusing her with Nightwind. So. Yeah, okay. I I, I yep, think fair they. Enough. Fair enough. <laughs> I think they had to for Comic Queen. It's like, wow, she was so 1983. <laughs> she was like, so, let's put her. And Dazzler and Vibe in a room together. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Reboot question. Reboot? Okay. Counting the two code names she used in the reboot, Ayla Rans has gone by seven different superhero code names during her career. Name them. Yeah. Wow. Light Lass is one. Lightning Lass is two. She went by um, Sparks. S P A R X, I believe, is how you spell it. Um, um, it was close to that, but was it? It was Spark. Spark. Yeah. Spark. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. Um, <laughs> Gossamer. Yeah. Um, that's four. There's three more. Wow. Uh, I think I might know one of them. Well, pipe up. Yeah. Uh, well, Lightning Lad. Yes. Does that count? Yeah. Nice. Oh, I, I forgot about her cross dressing. Uh, <laughs> we'll get to that soon. <laughs> yeah, don't, won't we though? Remember people pull and tuck. Oh no, that's a potato. Uh, you need a potato. Um, um <clears throat> what did they call her in uh the five year gap when they used the fake Legion names? That's gotta be uh, one of them. It's at yeah, the it tip is. of my tongue. It, well, I'm sure she didn't call herself tip of your tongue. So. Uh, what is but that's, it? That, that's one I'm missing, obviously. And yeah, she was always light last in the three boot. So what else did she get called during the the two boot? Um, 
to boot or not to boot? Um, <laughs> doop doop doo. Light last, lightning last, lightning lad. Um, jeez, I don't know. I'm stumped on the others. Matt, no, uh, I can't think of those last okay. ones either. All right, mm. you were correct on Lightning Lad, and and that one I would never have got, and that's that's you know that, yeah, that's that's an obvious one. Too. It really is, but about. I would have I would have totally missed it myself. Um, <laughs> Lightning Lass, Light Lass, Gossamer mm. in the SW Six Legion. Yeah, she was Pulse in Legion on the Run. Pulse. Yeah. Pulse. Yeah. And okay, uh, I never would have gotten that. Never would have gotten that. So, and then Spark, mm-hmm. and then she was called Livewire for a little while when they thought that Reboot Garth was dead. That's right. Oh, <laughs> so okay, when you hit Lightning yeah. Lad, it was like you know I was thinking that okay. There's so two Lightning Lad moments. Yeah. Right. So this okay. is it. This is it. You got to get this, this one. <laughs> If Three... anyone gets us and it, it's Matthew, I'm quite fine with that. <laughs> yeah. His oh, blog man. is so in-depth. <laughs> exactly. You had to know that he was going to come up with something. And Basically, this is great. He's, he's toying with us at this point. He's like, if I don't get this time, <laughs> yeah. I've got a list of 20 questions here. Oh. Ready to go. <laughs> so his three-boot three question, which Legionnaire's last name is also a British car company? <laughs> which legionnaire's last name is also a british car company and that's a three boot question yeah yep okay mm. i didn't think their names had changed but let's are there any who let's see are there any who are different there's a rans there's a crin there's an ardeen there's uh a wazo. <laughs> I can't see me driving a wazo, can you? Um, <laughs> the new wazo probe. I oh, oh hello. Hey now. Um, there's Nah, Calor, Digby, Morgna. <laughs> there's no Tane. There's no Tane. Gand, which would be Monel. Um, Docs, which would be Brainy. I don't know. Malor? Mm. Malor sounds kind of English, doesn't it? It could be shady. It's, it's, ooh, ooh. Could it be Projectra? She had like 85 different last names in that, in that scene where they introduce her. <laughs> uh, I, yeah, let's go with, let's go with Projectra. Darren, you are unbelievable. <laughs> Am I? You Did totally, I get it? Yes. Oh, Prince- <laughs> sweet, sweet. I thought there's no way. I thought this, you know, when we got the questions, uh, uh, you know, a couple of weeks back, and it was just like. Where Cosmic Boy introduces her. Odds are, at least I've got like eight chances of getting it right. Her last yeah. name is Vohal. V-A-U-X-H-A-L-L. Oh, yeah. So, And I just read that. <laughs> But when I think Vohal, I think Morrissey. <laughs> yeah, um, totally, totally. Okay. So I want you to realize the fact that the multiverse has just cracked open because I got a car question correct. <laughs> I, I totally. You know, I thought there's no way, you know, I thought you might get the first question, maybe the second, but the third one, there was no way in hell. No way in hell. So when no you didn't get the other two, uh, it was like, he's not going to get this one. And and as soon as you started mentioning your name, I'm just like, oh, my God, he's got it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
Matthew, you were so close. You were so close, yeah. but he always said, you know, you, you, this isn't the first time you've done this where, you know, you, you get the, uh, <laughs> you know, it's that last question that saves you. So well done, hey. sir. Well done. That's Woo-hoo. all it takes. Woo-hoo. Yeah. He's managed to, uh, to keep the stump away un undefeated as yet. Woohoo. I'm undefeated. three and zero. So please do send your stump the subs questions. Um, actually, safest thing to do is go to the forum at forum. Legion of Substitute Podcast. Send them to Darren at. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Just and and you can PM me at the forum or um. Uh, email them to Legion of Substitute Podcasters at gmail.com and just make sure that you put stump the subs in the subject header so uh, the guys know not to open those ones. Hmm. And uh, and and so that we can uh, continue to try to stump the subs. Woohoo! So uh, big stuff coming out um, over the next couple of weeks. Well, this week we see. Ooh, should we talk about Final Crisis real quick? Yeah, let's. I, I'm I'm a little bit mixed up right now because uh, I'm I'm kind of a week behind with my books, but uh, um, I picked well, up. Well, Final Crisis, it doesn't matter. <laughs> well, it's true. It's true. Um, oh, oh, so the one I the one I haven't picked up yet is the Superman Beyond number two. Um, but... oh, I heard that one will make your brain hurt. <laughs> oh, I can't oh, wait! Will. I can't it wait! I, I I love the first one for that. It was like a. It was like you know paying for the regular comic book where you where you think hey I'll I'll get a neat little snack out of this and it's like oh, oh no full meal and yeah. uh, hey here's when, some toms uh, <laughs> of, of, of four bucks a pop you know I I I, I like uh, I I like getting a little bit more out of it but uh, there's there's one page in particular in that book that's just awesome the reveal of the enemy it's creepy creepy as <laughs> awesome. Awesome. Okay, yeah. then. I so, haven't picked that one up yet either. So, so speaking in uh, speaking of uh, Final Crisis, um, we did have some Legion involvement in this last issue, mm-hmm. and um, and we got to uh, we got to see Brainy, and this was clearly you know now that I'm looking at it all, it's clearly you know when we've talked about you know when exactly is uh, Legion of Three Worlds taking place, and of course it is taking place. Um, you know, basically, right after you know Superman gets pulled away from Lois's hospital room in um, what was it, Final Crisis two or three? Uh, I think three. Yeah, so he gets pulled away in three, and that's when he went and did the whole Superman Beyond thing. And then it was like either he just made it back, or um, or was on his way back, and got, that's when he got pulled into the future for Legion of uh, of of Three Worlds. So his involvement in Final Crisis from issue four on. Um, is tied definitely to uh, to uh, being after Legion of mm-hmm. Three Worlds. So he mm-hmm. knows what's happened. It's just that we don't just yet. We we don't know, <laughs> but it happens. We know in the that future, at least so. one Brainiac Five and Superman have survived. That's Legion true. of Three Worlds. That's all we know at this point. Exactly, and I mean it's it's not a huge spoiler for nah, the Legion right. of Three Worlds story because you know it does. It's still. I mean, there's still a big mystery as to what's going to happen next in it. Right, but, and we don't the even fact know. That they went where they went, and basically opened up the biggest Deus Ex Machina ever to be invented in comics. Bring yeah. it, bring, bring it uh, out, Darren. You you tell them about it. Yeah, the the Miracle Machine. Mm-hmm. Wow, and it, he's got it's got a long Jewish name now too. I didn't know that. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, that was nice to see. Oh. Absolutely, the uh, the I mean, the Miracle Machine. You know, we'll, we'll, we see that come out, come along a lot later, and it ties in. 
you know, definitely in in key to uh, actually it, it shows up in, in a couple of stories, a couple of really great stories, and oh, yeah. uh, and um, and then you know it uh, kind of explains um, in the five year gap there were there was kind of a w- whole era era of wackiness around our friend Mister <laughs> Mister mm-hmm. Tenzel Cam, and a lot of that had to do with some residual Miracle Machine energy. So well, it would make sense if he ate the thing, he would have some different kind of abilities, wouldn't it? Since he's... exactly, and things just kind of popped up around. Things just kind of, of happened. Tenzel, <laughs> it was, and no it, one really questions it. It it's was like, the. Yeah. It was the greatest way for Giffen to explain his style of writing comics at, at, at that Boy, point. Yeah. <laughs> where, where, you know, where he would, uh, where it's like, wow, he could be like a real life ambush bug. <laughs> uh-huh. Pretty much. Pretty much. So, um, yeah. So, that I, I mean, that's, uh, I'm looking forward to, I guess it's this this Wednesday that uh, the final issue yeah, of Final, final Crisis, Crisis comes ends, up. Yeah. They and, say and, that, that book is coming out come heck or high water. So. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. And, uh, well, it's, uh, you know, like they say, you can't uh, you can't introduce your whole uh, your your coming year of books <laughs> if uh, if you've still got a big question mark as to the status of the universe and whatnot. So uh, sure. it's going to be interesting sure. to see how they how they pull it out. Certainly a lot more happened in issue six than in issue five. And, oh, totally. Uh, totally. Um, you yeah. know, although. Um, you know, I still, you know, really dug five because I think we got a lot of really neat little cameos in there. And <laughs> um, but, you know, with this one, let's face it, you don't pull in the Miracle Machine if you're not going to make some sort of use of it at some point. Mm-hmm. And if mm-hmm. we're talking about a reboot, that's the ultimate reboot. And, and if you know, that's what we're talking. I don't know what we're talking. At this I point. don't think I don't think that they can do a full reboot. And, and here's why they've been they've been basically working on setting up you know just just for example yeah. think of what's coming out this year is is the black lantern story right and they've spent uh, right years they spent years getting that together so exactly they really can't reboot that you can't reboot the whole universe and then and then okay well you know i guess we'll just do that over again <laughs> yeah exactly you know and but so may, but maybe this will be a selective reboot machine i don't i don't know what they're gonna do i really don't I'm maybe maybe because you know we are gonna get the uh, the whole thing with um uh, you know the Superman Secret Origin, which let's face it, that was actually that history was actually re- rebooted uh, after Infinite Crisis. I mean, that was part of the yeah. whole New Earth thing. You know, we saw that in in the Infinite Crisis uh, issue when they you know basically showed um, you know like you know Joe Chill being back in the in the Batman uh, history and and all these and that Wonder Woman was in the Justice League at the beginning, all that kind of stuff. So we knew yep. that Superman's mm-hmm. origin had had changed. Um, but uh, you know, so so it was that was kind of rebooted then. So it's going to be interesting to see sort of what is the new status quo. What what did this change, and what is it that um, you know? Because essentially, Morrison said, you know, this is something that's never been done in comics before. So mm-hmm. that's a that's a pretty lofty goal. It's a pretty ambitious goal to to set for 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 yourself as a writer to say, I'm going to do something that's never been done before. Yep. <laughs> And, I don't know um, what it is, though. <laughs> it, well, exactly, exactly. So I'm, I'm really interested in sort of seeing where he takes, and it's, and hey, we've only got a few days till we know. And um, well, yeah. yeah. And one, one of the clues about the reboot thing that I'm pointing out here is the, uh, the fact that Superman left Earth when he was using his heat vision to keep Lois alive. Yeah. Which I, I still don't get that, but that's okay. <laughs> it's, it's. 21st century science. I don't expect it to make sense to me. Um, <laughs> so. Um, Superman comes back and he's flying across 
um, the earth to get to a certain spot, and there's a panel with Lois looking fine. Right, and and I'm not sure because, as I say, I haven't read Superman Beyond, yeah. so I don't know if they address that there. It's is, it's is that all addressed. addressed. Oh, it's okay. all addressed. Okay, fair enough. Fair yeah. enough. So I, I didn't so. know if that had to do with Superman looking at the Miracle Machine or something happened in that other book. Oh, or what, oh that's so. interesting. That's interesting because wouldn't, they said that you want to save your wife if you were looking at a machine that could. Uh, and and let's remember, they yeah. said the whole reason that they they had it in that inertron cube was because mm -hmm. then then it couldn't pick up on anybody's strayed thoughts. Well, you know, right. if you're if you're really stressed out about something. That right there is is an easy one anyway because hey I'm really stressed out and all of a sudden you know your wife is fine and Batman's kicked the bucket. <laughs> poor Batman. Poor. We know that's super. Yeah. I, poor Batman. Dan, That'll probably last Dan a good a, month. Dan had a interview <laughs> with uh, with Newsarama and they were going over. Well, why wasn't this? You know, Barry Allen was on CNN and. And God, God love Marvel with their Spidey Obama cover has been all over the news oh, here yeah, locally yeah, for like yeah. a week and a half now. Oh, everywhere, yeah, yeah. But no one's mentioned anything on the on news about the fact that Batman died mm. because <laughs> it's because not been anywhere. You and, know that and that's going to get fixed up. They've got they've already yeah, brought the miracle machine be. into play. Exactly. <laughs> you know, well, Dan Didio has said in an interview. Well, you know, if we had done a big push about batman dying in in final crisis 6 we would have looked really dumb when final crisis 7 comes out oh yeah, okay exactly so, yeah. uh, you know yeah. the, the reality is you know batman and superman I, I you know forget about the the other characters you know because the whole and the whole legacy of the dc universe uh -oh. the fact is that that you know batman superman even wonder woman to a certain degree they transcend the idea of character they're not just characters. They are, right. most importantly, licensed properties. <laughs> and you, if you ask anybody on the street what Batman's real name is, they, they will say Bruce Wayne. Yeah, worst so, kept secret identity ever. Yeah, so you can never, you can never have Batman be, or for any real length of time, you know, um, what's, what's, uh, what's Batman's secret identity? Bruce Wayne. No, it's John Paul Valley. You know, <laughs> you know, and, and and people and they're gonna be like, what the, like, why'd you ask Who? me that question? Then Who the freaking frick is Jean Paul Valet? <laughs> exactly, some some <laughs> lost character from Les Miserables or something. I don't know. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Stole a loaf of bread or something. I don't know. And um, so so there's there's that aspect of it. Um, besides that, I don't think I don't think Levitz is ever gonna let them make Batman be a, 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 you know be that again, especially since it's a character co-created by Casada. Um, <laughs> Um, but, <laughs> um, you know, so so that's never going to change. And and Superman again will always be Clark Kent because these are things that are not just there's there's like five or six you know superhero characters that you can really say that about. You know, there yeah. there's the, there's the Trinity. There is um, Spider Man, and I would have said the Hulk, except that half the people think it's David Banner. So <laughs> that's true. <laughs> Right, so so and you know I mean, why they changed it, right? You know why they changed it from. Yes, it's yeah. it's sad. Oh, it's just stupid. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's stupid beyond reason, is what it was. Ugh. Bruce isn't masculine enough. Ugh, yeah. Well, well, masculine uh. enough for Batman, bitch. Yeah, don't you know? Uh, Slide down yes. the bat pole. Oh, wait, hold on. I'm not making my argument here, am I? Okay. <laughs> Hang on a second. Never mind. So, oh, Never. you know what? Speaking of, and just talking of other other books that are currently out, when I was in the Isotope, 
Um, we, I was talking with with James and, and another guy. You who should came say up. the the Isotope Comic Shop because yes, the, sorry, the Isotope <laughs> Comic Shop in San Francisco at uh, at uh, Goff and Fell Street for those uh, who are in the area. And how did we get Paul into an Isotope? Well, we shrunk him down. <laughs> so anyway, we're, we're in there and we're talking about. Um, some of the books that are out. And one of the things that James was saying was about how he's really been loving um, All-Star Superman. And and then we start talking about, well, and then there's All-Star Batman and Robin. And we were both kind of like, yeah, well. And then the other guy that was in brought up the this one issue. And he says about like when uh, Hal Jordan shows up and they're in like a the, this totally yellow room. And Batman and Robin have both painted themselves yellow. <laughs> and they're drinking oh. lemonade and corn pops. And and they, he pulls out the issue and shows it to me. It's like, oh my God, this is perhaps the funniest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> Jesus. Poor Hal. So, uh, yeah, it was, it, was, it was really funny. Why would so you it... taunt a Green Lantern like that, Batman? Why would <laughs> you do that? That's the thing I love is like they're sitting there just drink, you know, sipping lemonade, lemonade and there's this bowl of corn pops. <laughs> and, of course, the yellow corn pops are in a yellow bowl on a yellow table <laughs> in a yellow exactly. room. Exactly. Uh, a yellow submarine. Yes. A yellow submarine. <laughs> so, so, yeah, I mean, the whole thing was kind of funny. But, um, yeah, I, I you know, I mean – you know, and, and actually one other book that I did pick up while I was there, and this is something I'll recommend for any uh, any Legion fan, is uh, The New Guardians of the Galaxy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Crickets. Um, <laughs> no, no, yeah. I just haven't read it yeah. yet. So oh, well, and it's, it's, I'm, re- I'm reading it. It, first off, it's it's written by Abnett and Lanning, who uh, who of course have some uh, some experience uh, they, with our they friends have some from the 31st experience. Century. We'll give them that exactly. We'll them yeah. And uh, and so yeah, just it's a really fun book. And I uh, and I'll be honest with you, a lot of the uh, the Marvel Cosmic stuff, uh, at least the way it's been handled in the last number of years, um, and I haven't read anything from sort of. Uh, um, all the uh, annihilation up. So, so I'm talking sort of before that. Really wasn't enjoying yeah. how it was being handled. I mean, it was something that was really great in the '70s when it was kind of Starlin's purview, mm-hmm. and uh, and then it kind of died off for me. But uh, but I picked this one up, and and I gotta say, I'm really digging it. It's a lot of fun. Yeah, Star- Starlin does cosmic od- Odyssey style stuff better than almost anyone I know. So it, it, it's yeah. it's really true, and. Um, so you know, I mean, I mean, you can't really be, you can't really fault that. Yeah, pick I, up I, mystery I, in space if you haven't read it. Yeah. That was really good. That Captain Comet. Exactly. Oh yeah. yeah, and Captain Comet who also has a Legion connection. Yeah, it all comes together. It all comes it together. Does. By the way, I have a bone to pick with you, Paul. Uh oh. Can you keep your cold air on your side of the border, please? Because <laughs> in Atlanta last week, and here, here's, I, I should also be bitter irony lad, and this is this has nothing to do with comics, so if, you're, yeah. if you don't want to hear me scream, then just turn it off now. Um, <laughs> not only did it get down to 10 degrees yeah. in Atlanta, which is wow. just absolutely freaking ridiculous, and that is before wind chill, thank you very mm-hmm, much, mm-hmm. and the wind was a-blowing. <laughs> wow. The heater the furnace in the house went out. No. On Friday. Oh, dude. Ooh. Did not get replaced until Tuesday because it was a holiday on Monday. Oh, oh that's right. Bitter irony, lad. The stove was up to 500 degrees pretty much all weekend. <laughs> and my three little cats were huddled around it looking at me Aww. going, mm. it's cold. I'm like, you have a fur coat. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> so. Well, if if it makes you feel any better, although that's what I get that week, biatching about the snow not existing. Exactly, it, <laughs> it is, serves me right. It, it's karma. It serves me right. 
It, it was. It was total karma. Uh, while, while I was in pretty decent <laughs> weather, at least on, on Tuesday in San Francisco, it was, it was a beautiful day. Um, the uh, the other days, it was kind of rainy, but it was still light jacket weather to, to uh, the most. But then I flew home. And I flew home through uh, through Washington, D.C. And uh, it was even there. It was a little little too warm for me to have my sweater and my jacket. So... You know, I got I, I I got rid of the sweater and put it in my uh, in my carry on. Well, then um, <laughs> then I, I you know I land in Buffalo and yeah, <laughs> it was cold. Fortunately, I didn't have to dig my car out. That was that was nice. I was really worried that I was gonna have to, but uh, but yeah, it was uh, it was pretty chilly, and so the sweater did come back on along with the jacket. And uh, <laughs> as as it stands right now, it is it is six degrees in those funny thing. Funny Fahrenheit things you guys count. So uh, <laughs> it was sixty down here today. It was beautiful. Yeah. See, yeah. as far as Darren's concerned, the balance of the universe is restored. Has been restored. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Thank you. I think. Thank you. Thank I you. I think it you. was. I think it was ten today here. Yeah. Yeah. See, on my birthday yeah. in Atlanta before, it's been like seventy-five degrees, and that's like early February. That's right. You're coming up yeah. soon, aren't you? Yeah, I am. I'm coming up soon. Ugh, <laughs> Jesus. Wait, wait, wait till you get old get like us, over. Matt. <laughs> <laughs> how, how, how young is Matt again? 30. Yeah. Oh, child. Yeah. yeah. I was already I reading like the Legion. Baby. I was already reading the Legion when he was born. Boy, yeah. howdy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, um, <sighs> before we uh, make fun of Matt too much for being young lad, um, let's uh, let's uh, let's wrap this up and say uh, comments as always uh, can be sent to us at Legion of Substitute Podcasters at gmail dot com. Uh, you can also join us on the forum at forum.legionofsubstitutepodcasters.com and join in the conversation. Lots of great stuff coming up there. Like a lot of people uh, coming up with some some great ideas of what they mm-hmm. think would be kind of neat to come up next. Um, and you know, hey, place your uh, your guess as to which is the most well endowed legionnaire. And <laughs> <laughs> and you, also you laugh, but in that Legion Outpost book by Tomorrow's, yeah. There's there's like notes from Jim Shooter about how Starboy must be hung like a horse. Well, and he t- and what was one of the things when he took over this time around was uh, was that yeah. light last needed to be more stacked than the others. Yeah, yeah. But we'll, we'll get on that later. But absolutely. Uh, uh, anyway, um, so uh, so that's pretty much it. I think uh, we'll be back next week uh, to finish off the Superman and the Legion of uh, Superheroes storyline. And uh, then we got some. We we're gonna have like a, a Legion of Three Worlds issue in there somewhere. We've got some more retro mm-hmm. reviews to come up. Lo- lots and lots of fun to be had. And uh, but in the meantime, we are going to jump back into the time bubble and head back to the 21st century. Have a great week. Woohoo! Woohoo!